Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this episode, we will go once again around the league to the Eastern Conference, to the mighty Celtics, to the inconsistent Knicks, and as well as the soap opera that is the Brooklyn Nets. (laughs) So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, guys, so we're going around the league. Uh, it's been about a month of play. Up, We're up to about week five in terms of the NBA. So let's go around the league and see what's happening. We did the Western Conference. Now we'll start with the East. Well, we'll finish up with the East, rather. So let's get into it, shall we? Right now, the cream of the crop, and actually the uh, on top of the entire uh, NBA, is the Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics, remember coming into the season, they had the controversy with M.A. Doka. So right now, you have Joe Mazzula, who's hasn't really missed a beat. In terms of this team's success from last season. So, uh, seemed like he's building on that. And it's definitely paid dividends. All begins and ends with the two J's. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum right now playing like a MVP candidate. Although, I'm of the belief that possibly Jalen Brown can pull some votes from him because he's been playing well. So, uh, But both guys, those are your catalysts. Those are your anchors there. Um, when you got guys you can rest upon like that, that makes things easier for the other guys around them. And the thing is, they're doing this without their defensive anchor in the middle, Robert Williams III, who uh, probably won't be back until... Probably 2023 at some point. I don't think he comes back um, before the year is out. So I think a return for him possibly uh, maybe January, close to February. If they could get him back within that time, that'd be great. Um, but, you know, they're having a great deal of success right now. Um, and... Let me say this, Marcus Smart has been outstanding as a point guard there. Um, the knock on him was that, you know, we know he's a defensive extraordinaire at the the guard position, but it was always, was he a guy who could be a floor general and make things happen for the team? And I got to say, he's done that in spades. Uh, he's really run this team well. So he knows how to get those two guys involved, which is a good thing. And they have guard depth big time. Malcolm Brogdon, he's been healthy for the most part um, so far. But um, we'll we'll see. You know the, the hamstring issues always are a factor for him. It seemed like the hammy is starting to bother him as of late, so we'll see how they manage that. 
but you got a guy who could plug in. You could plug in like a uh, Dwayne White, who um, he's he's been solid over here. Uh, the former San Antonio Spur. He's just he's one of those combo guards. He can fill in both guard positions with ease. So uh, so they are locked and loaded at the guard position. And then don't forget the fact you have a guy like a Grant Williams who really came on last season and you saw what he did in the playoffs. So you got a solid guy like him. This team is uh this team is uh poised to stay upon the top uh if everything bodes well. So great job by Joe Missoula. He's another guy who you 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 have to mention in the um, in the running for coach of the year as well. So, um, great job by him to keep this team going. So, uh, and oh, by the way, they're on a, I believe, nine game, nine or ten game winning streak. So, uh, yeah, so they're, they're, they're humming right along. Next, we'll talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee Bucks pretty much doing Milwaukee Buck things, um, amongst the, top echelon in the East and in the NBA for that matter. Uh, they're still without Chris Middleton. He still has that uh, wrist that had the surgery. He's still recovering. So, But he's getting close, guys. He's getting close to a return to the court, which will be a big help to this team, of course. Uh, now, right now, you have uh, Drew, uh, Drew Holiday, who, who's out. He's been out three games so far with the sprained, sprained ankle, so we'll see what happens there. Giannis is just being Giannis. Um, he's the engine that makes this uh, machine hum, and uh, right now he and he's um, he's missed a couple of games here and there. It, it's mostly management, load management, pretty much, just not to burn the guy out for Pete's sake. So. But I think the key for them really has been a healthy Brooke Lopez, who's been playing great at the uh, at the center position. So um, yeah, so you, this this team will always have a say in the East until otherwise um, said. You know, when all is said and done. So uh, Milwaukee Bucks amongst the top tier in the East. Then we move on to uh, Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks right now, their backcourt of Trey Young and DeJounte Murray has been as good as advertised, man. These guys have been terrific. Uh, I would be stunned if either guy isn't present in the All-Star game. They've just been playing at that type of level. It's really paying dividends for them. Um Right now, you have a DeAndre Hunter who's having a uh, solid fourth season. And remember, you just gave him a, uh, you just signed him to a rookie extension. So he's been playing very well. Uh, right now, the tandem of Clint Capella, Onika, Okongwu, that center position has been rock solid. So, um, they're doing the right thing. They're not overtaxing Capella too much, too much, because you got the young center in the wings there in Okongwa. So, um, 
So that's paying off for them. The only question with this team, you haven't had um, two, actually two. Uh, uh, Bojan Bajanovic, he has yet to make a debut with them. Um, he's recovering from his injury. And John Collins has underperformed thus far. So he's basically like a four, fourth option in this on this team. So... I would watch that situation closely. I don't think they make a move on uh, in terms of him, but I would watch that very close because you're not paying him uh, $25 million plus to be a uh, fourth guy in this, uh, in this offense here. So I would watch that situation. But otherwise, Atlanta, they're playing well. So you got to give them their... <clears throat> You got to give them their due, so um, we'll see what happens there. Let's talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers, who started out the gate hot, but right now it's kind of uh, slumping a bit. Uh, they got about uh, five straight losses under a belt in counting. Um, right now, <laughs> Donovan Mitchell, he's having an MVP-like campaign thus far for them. Uh, he's, he's been playing fantastic, uh, but right now they are slumping. So I think it's a matter of, you know, best in best incorporating both him and Darius Garland, who, by the way, he's backed after missing about six games. Um, he had the eye injury, so he missed about six games. And he's back in a big way. In fact, uh, he um, last Sunday he dropped about 51 points, <laughs> uh, including 10 three-pointers. Three wow. Along with six assists, two rebounds, two steals. So uh, Darius Garland is back in a big way. But again, uh, J.B. Bickerstaff is going to have to figure out how to best utilize two ball dominant guards uh, and get them playing well. See, and I just pre I just talked about Atlanta um, and how they're making it work with their backcourt. Uh, Bickerstaff is going to have to kind of uh, steal a page from Nate McMillan to see how he's making it work over there. So, uh, but. Uh, yeah, so you have two strong guards. You're going to have to figure out how they can play off each other. So, uh, Jared Allen, right now, he's duplicating his all-star season, but he's been banged up as of recent. So, uh, that that hasn't helped them as far as the losing streak goes. Uh, no sophomore, sophomore slump for Evan Mobley. He's playing well, but uh, he, he he's been pushed down the chain as far as options go too but uh he's been his play has been solid all around and you're getting pretty good production from Karis Levert because you know a lot of people wondered when they acquired uh that uh Donovan Mitchell where does he fall in all of this but they have decided now to put him at shooting guard not at the shooting guard but at the small forward and uh Levert has been playing well there. So, uh, again, Bickerstaff's going to have his uh, hands full trying to, you know, 
figure out what's what in that backcourt there. But I think um, when all is said and done, they're going to be amongst those top six teams in that Eastern Conference. So I think Bickerstaff will figure all that out and he'll have them up there. So. So let's move on. Let's talk about the Washington Wizards, who uh, surprisingly are amongst the top six so far. Uh, you got a Bradley Beal, uh, who just came back from health and safety protocols. So um, he had missed five games, but he's back now. So, uh, and you you know his play. Uh, it's always been solid. And uh, the key to their success has been um, the health of Kristaps Porzingis. Right now, he's only missed the game, so uh, and he's playing well. Um, giving you over 20 points per game, uh, over eight rebounds, and of course, he's blocking one uh, over uh, one block per game. So his health has been key. So uh, and the fact that you have some center depth there with uh Daniel Galford so uh yeah so that's been that's been a big help to Wes Unsell Jr. over there so Kyle Kuzma he's he's been terrific for them uh Monty Monty Morris he's still trying to get a feel of uh running the show full-time you know he did it in Denver for the Nuggets but um with a new team now, so it's a matter of learning the guys around him. So, uh, yeah, so far, it's it's been okay. It could be better, but, uh, you know, I, I think in due time that'll come. But, uh, and then you have the, the carousel at the shooting guard position between uh, Will Barton, uh, Corey Kispert, and... Danny Avaja, uh, so, you know, you have that revolving door there that you have to figure out. But for the most part, uh, Wizards are overachieving right now. So uh, we'll see if that plays out as the, the season progresses. And then we go to a Toronto Raptors right now. Toronto Raptors, uh, I always say, a Nick Nurse team is always a dangerous team. Right now, Pascal Siakam, he's out indefinitely with a abductor strain. Uh, he's supposed to be reevaluated probably in a week now. It's been oh, one week already, and they said it would be two weeks, so probably another week they'll evaluate him and see where he is with that. Precious Ochoa, he's out indefinitely with an ankle injury. Um... Fred Van Vliet, he's missed us uh, five games also. So a bunch of uh, <laughs> a bunch of injuries on this uh, Raptor team. So Nick Nurse doing his best to keep the team afloat, but you're getting t outstanding play from OG Anunobi. Um, of course, you got Scotty Barnes there, Gary Trent Jr. So um, they're they're they're. They're treading water over there, that's for sure. But uh, once you get all these guys back and healthy, they're a dangerous team. So uh, and a team I wouldn't rule out of being in the top six when uh, the dust settles. So 
So moving on, let's talk about the Sixers. Um, James Harden, he's out in death uh, for a month, rather. Um, he with the injured foot. Uh, Joel and B playing at a MVP level once again, and he too just dropped. It's funny because uh, there was early in the day on uh, last Sunday. Darius Garland dropped this 51, and it's like Joel and B said, you know what, let me top that. He dropped 59 points with 10 rebounds, 8 assists, and 7 blocks. Man, we haven't seen a performance at center like that for the for a Philadelphia team since uh, Wilt Chamberlain, pretty much. So, a dominant performance there. And he's, again, Embiid's getting his numbers all the way around, which... Uh, you know, uh, you definitely take that. He's been relatively healthy for the most part. Of course, you know, they manage him in here and there, of course. So, But I think the bigger story in Philly is the maturation of Ty Tyrese Maxey. I mean, he's having a breakout third season, guys. I mean, his numbers are up across the board. So, um... Yeah, uh, the kid is looking very good. Looking very good so far. Uh, Tobias Harris, <laughs> what can you do with him? He, he'll be there. Uh, he's been kind of stagnant. You, you figured with um, with the fact that James Harden went down, maybe his numbers will jump up. It hasn't quite been the case. You figure <laughs> even if when Joe Embiid... Uh, you know, sits down being low managed that uh, he could get his numbers then. That hasn't really happened. So um, I think if you're not playing fantasy basketball, uh, he's been solid overall, but you figure he could give you much more than that. So we'll see. Uh, Montrez Harrell really hasn't, really hasn't been what you thought he would be. Um, he showed flashes here and there thus far, but um, you thought he'd be that guy when you do um, sit and be down. He can kind of step up. That really hasn't been the case. Maybe in uh, t one time or two, but um, you, so you still need that production there when MB gets, uh, you know, takes a day off here and there. So, see what happens there but other than that um and right now in Harton's absence guy like uh D'Anthony Milton you kind of use him there um Melton rather I'm sorry and Shake Milton I get them too mixed up so um so those guys been trying to fill the bill as Harton is out still so hopefully you get Harton back uh as soon as he can and um see what happens there so so uh doc rivers has his hands full in that regard then we'll talk about the miami heat the miami heat right now um amongst that that pack that's like kind of in the six to <laughs> six to really 12 range to be honest it's like a whole bunch of teams clustered there so um who rises amongst those teams? We'll see. But right now, there's no 
no Oladipo so far. Uh, Victor Oladipo, uh, he's had his knee issues, so he hasn't really debuted as of yet. Uh, Omar Yuxeth Seven, uh, he, he's had knee problems as well. So, a um, few injuries there. Tyler Hero, he's been out the past four games with a with an ankle sprain. Uh, of course, Jimmy Butler, he's been his usual self, as well as Bam out of Bayou, although he's, uh, they're still kind of managing uh, Jimmy Butler as well. Um, load managing, that is. Uh, but, in you know, you had... You have guys like Matt Struess who comes in and steps in, uh, Gabe Vinson. But right now, I think this team is missing some fire and desire that uh, P.J. Tucker gave you last year. So, um, so that's they. Miami's gonna have to figure that out um, because right now they're you know in the five hundred range, but you know this. At least on paper, this team should be better than that. So uh, we'll see if any shakeups are on the way. Uh, Kyle Lowry, he's still there. He's still producing for the most part. So, um, but there could be a shakeup in Miami. Uh, just stay tuned for that. Spolster's fine. He'll be okay. It's just the piece getting the pieces to kind of correspond there. So. Let's move on to the Indiana Pacers. Um, kind of surprising a bit there. Uh, in terms of their injuries, uh, they haven't had the services of Daniel Theis yet. He's had, um, he's had knee uh, issues there. Chris, Chris Duarte, he's out four to six weeks now with a grade two ankle sprain. So you haven't had his services. Uh, Tyreek. Tyrese Halliburton has been playing terrific and on an all-star level for the Indiana Pacers. Uh, he's just been solid across the board. Uh, uh, Benedict Matherin, he's as good as advertised. He's looking like uh, definitely a Rookie of the Year candidate, averaging nearly 20 points off the bench. Wow. Yeah, so he's been terrific. Of course, you get solid play from Miles Turner, uh, Buddy Heald. Uh, could they be moved down the road? We'll see. But um, they've been solid so far. You're getting good play from guys like uh, uh, Jalen Smith, Isaiah Jackson, so uh, TJ McConnell coming off your bench. So it. They, they've been in the running. Uh, Rick Carlisle's has worked wonders with this roster, so we'll see what happens there. So, But nonetheless, the Pacers amongst those teams that's kind of teetering around 500, so we'll see what happens with them. And then we have to talk about the New York Knicks. The Knicks right now, it's like <laughs> they can't get ahead of steam here. Um, they're right around the 500, uh, 500 as well. <coughs> Excuse me. So uh, right now, 
Jalen Brunson has been as good as we thought he would be over there. He's averaging nearly 20 points a game, uh, almost seven assists, uh, three and a half rebounds, and a steal, over a steal per game. So he's he's uh, really has uh, elevated this team. Um, I could imagine how awful they would be if they didn't have his services. Um, Mitchell Robinson, as terms of injuries go, uh, Mitchell Robinson, he's been... His has been the major one. He's been out uh, for a week now. Uh, he suffered a knee injury. So we'll see what happens with him. Uh, he's supposed to be reevaluated, I think, the coming in the coming week or so. Uh, Julius Randle. Julius Randle. We have to talk about him. And I say this to Nick fans. You know, I'm on the groups and so forth. Um... You need a very good Randall in order to have a successful Nick team. That's just the way it goes. That's the bottom line of it. Um, as he goes, I think the team goes. So, um, and recently, at, before they started the road trip, they um, this past Sunday they were embarrassed at Madison Square Garden by the by OKC. Um, giving up 145 points, I believe. And um, so um, when they reached Utah, because they're on this five-game road trip, uh, Julius Randle hosted like a, like a, a, uh, you know, a watch party for the team, which, you know, that, that, that's the right thing to do, number one. Number two... You know, people, first of all, you got these Nick fans who just won't forgive him for last year and what, you know, um, his behavior last year. Uh, I'm one of giving people second chances. So um, it seems like he's doing all the right things, saying all the right things. Um, he's had a, a attitude adjustment, it seems, at least in my eyes. And for him to do this... To have this sort of a watch party to, you know, that brings camaraderie amongst the uh, teammates. And I'm always for that. So, for people to go out of their way to, you know, call him a hypocrite and, you know, because of last year. Can we turn the page on last year? Can we do that? Can we do that? Um, because it, he's... To me, it seemed like he's working towards being a better teammate. So when a guy does that, I can't knock him. I cannot knock him. Uh, it's to me, it's being done. It's not dupl he's not being duplicitous about this. He's he's trying to be better for his team. So I I give a guy credit for that more than anything else. So for these so-called Nick fans to you know, say, oh, he's faking it. I'm like, come on, what are we doing here? So, um, the bigger issue, of course, is R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett, um, his scoring is a bit down so far, but um, the efficiency issues are still there. Um, I thought 
with a um, Bronson on the scene that, you know, he he'd be in position to get better shots, better looks. But that hasn't happened. That has not happened as of yet. So do I think this will be a season-long thing? I would hope not. I would hope not. But you need this guy to be effective in order for this team to be effective. He has to be your solid number two. Right now, it's Randall and Brunson. It's uh, Everything is falling on them. You need RJ now stepping up, being that guy. You you gave him his rookie extension. Uh, you didn't max him out, but you gave him, you know, uh, what was due him. And you want to see the kid perform. I I think he'll come out of this. I would hope he comes out of this, but... Um, Am I concerned? I'm a bit concerned. I'll, I'm be honest with you. So uh, I'm a bit concerned about it. So we'll see what happens there. And then the fact that you bench Fournier now, and you you tr- um, seem like Tibbs is trying. Seem like he's trying to get the pieces to fit. Um, right now he's a 500 coach, and, and uh. His overall record is five round five hundred with the team. So, Leon Rose, um, they said this road trip is probably a referendum on, you know, uh, whether their, you know, their approach with Tibbs going forward. Uh, they did win two of the three games so far. Got two more left. So we'll we'll see what happens there. Um, I I say if they go three and two, he. He has kind of a stay of execution, but, um, you know, I would still watch that situation closely. So, but he, had, again, he has been teetering around with the lineup. Uh, right now he's got Cam Reddish in, Reddish in there who, man, he's been playing well, guys. Um, he's playing on both ends of the court. He's really trying, guys. He's busting his tail. So, um, definitely give him credit for that. And I'm of the opinion, too, that, you know, uh, giving guys consistent minutes breeds confidence. So I think it's a matter of steady, getting steady minutes, steady play. That's make uh, making him improve. So um, I give Reddish a whole lot of credit here. Uh, you wanted Grimes to be that guy, but he's still, you know, it. He just made his season debut a few weeks ago. So. Um, you know, you bring him along slowly, treating him with kid gloves. And right now, Reddish is taking advantage of the opportunity. So, uh, I would, I would ride the, the Reddish horse for right now and see, see how it goes. So, um, I, he can only get better. You know, it's not like Reddish is this old vet. He's a young guy who stands to get better. So we'll see what happens. So. Um, I'm all about the upside, so we'll see. But uh, that's the story of the Knicks. Um, but again, they're amongst those teams that's like kind of 500 or teetering around there. So um, the, eventually, the cream's gonna rise to the top. Uh, will the Knicks be amongst that? We'll see. Then you have the Chicago Bulls. Chicago Bulls still without Lonzo Ball with his knee issues. Um, right now, Kobe White, he's out indefinitely with a quad injury. Um, DeMar DeRozan, he's doing his thing. 
Uh, Zach Levine has been solid, although he had a nightmarish game the other night. So, um, yeah. And then you have Nikolai Vucevic, who's, of course, been solid. So, I think... I think for them, um, you're going to have to get better play from Oyo Dusamo. Dusamo. Uh, you're going to have to get better play from him at the point guard position. Uh, I understand you got Alex Caruso there as well. So you're going to have to get better play there. You're going to have to get better play because you don't have a ball right now. Uh, don't know <laughs> when he's returning there. So we'll see what happens. But uh, Chicago, amongst those teams, teetering around. So we'll see what happens there. Billy Donovan got his hands full trying to sit, figure out that situation. So, And then we go to the soap opera that is the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets right now, we know about the Kyrie firestorm that's surrounding him. Um, and let me just say, there's a lot of strong... Um, positions on both sides of this issue. Um, is he anti-Semitic? Uh, did, did he deserve, they gave him the list of demands that he has to fill and all these sort of things. I think two thoughts. One, I think once this season is over, the NBA is going to have to think about, um, Guys and social media. Um, will do I think there'll be clauses in people contracts in in terms of adding language in there regarding uh, social media and you know your responsibility on these platforms? I think that could come down the pike. I really do. Everybody say, "Oh, it infringes on free speech and all this and that." The NBA is a business. It's a business. And it relies on a plethora of people for this business to go. Of all walks of life. So you have to you have to play the game, guys. It is it's just as simple as that. So, you know, um you wanna be radical, wanna be all these things or what have you. Um, but it's it's a bottom line business. So, uh, and different people invest in your business. So if you do something to that one feels is offensive, you, you have to take those things into consideration. So, um, so I think in this off season, I don't think it'll happen right now, but in this off season, don't be surprised as uh, language in some of these contracts put in stipulations in terms of players' responsibility on social media. I think that could come down the pike. Um, bear in mind, um, you know, I'm predicting this, <laughs> so we'll see. So, and then the second thing about this, I think this is more of a referendum on the owner, Joe Sy, and his dissatisfaction with Kyrie Irving as a whole. The fact that the man during the bubble refused to play in the bubble, you know, said all these things bothered him 
in terms of the um, what was going on in the nation, so on and so forth, that he couldn't play in the bubble. You had that, and then you had the following season where he refused to get vaccinated. He was seen at parties, uh, hanging out while <laughs> while vaccinated. Um, you know, all these different things, taking time off. Uh, uh, I think Josai is about getting return on his investment, and he doesn't feel he's getting a proper return on his investment in Kyrie. So I think those list of demands was his way of punishing Kyrie. That's what I think. So, um, so with that said, uh, he is due back. Uh, Kyrie Irving is as of this coming Sunday, which will be. Uh, November 20th so uh, so we'll see what happens there once he returns and next we know out with Steve Nash he's no longer the coach in with Jock Vaughn who's who's had some a little more success than Nash thus far it's early in the going so we'll see what happens you have Kevin Durant doing Kevin Durant things uh, but he kind of uh <laughs> In Kevin Durant's own way, um, made it clear that he's not a leader. Um, he's not the guy who can uh, be in vocal, getting in people's face and stuff like that. He's not built that way. He's just not built that way. Um, you got KD apologists that's all in the media whatnot. The Chris Park, the, not the Chris, the Rob Parkers of the world who want to explain away the fact that he's a different guy. Um, I'll say it once, I'll say it again. I think Charles Barkley was 100% accurate in his assessment of Kevin Durant being a bus rider and not bus driver. He's not a one. And he, Kevin Durant pointed to the fact that he um, he's not... Y'all don't think I'm a leader because I didn't confront uh, Kyrie about a uh, vaccine. It's not It's not just about that. It is about holding guys accountable. When you're the star player of the team, uh, that carries some cachet that you can implement in a locker room, to be honest. So, um, I don't know. Today's superstar is just different. Um, but, but the Kevin Durant is not that guy to have the team say, follow my lead and we'll, I'll, I'll take you this place, that place. He's, he, that's just not him. That's not him. And that's why I said when him and Kyrie came to, uh, Brooklyn, I don't see them getting a championship. I don't see it. It takes more than talent to win a championship. I'll say that once. I'll say it a hundred times. It takes mental fortitude, mental toughness to get you a championship in this league called the NBA. So uh, if your two guys are not built that way, let me put it nicely, aren't built that way, it's just not going to happen for your team bottom line. So. With that said, so he kind of challenged things. He 
said, y'all expect me to win with these guys here? Kind of putting down your teammates. Um, although they took it as a challenge the other night and uh, squeezed out a win against Portland. But, um, yeah, so <laughs> it's just a circus there. Um, Nick Claxton, he's been solid for them. Um, uh, ben Simmons, he's been an enigma, although he had a nice game of uh, his previous outing, so maybe it's a sign of things turning around for him. The Royce O'Neal trade that was kind of flew under the radar. It seems like it's paying dividends as he's been solid for them. So you have your Cam Thomases of the world, uh, Edmund Sumners, your Joe Harris's, your uh, Seth Curry's. So, uh, you know, they're amongst those teams that's teetering around. So could a breakout for them uh, be soon coming? Maybe with Kyrie's return, perhaps. But um, I, I sit here not impressed with this team thus far. I'm they could prove me wrong, but um it it seems to me it's KD and Kyrie getting their numbers and let the chips fall where it may as far as team success, but we'll see what happens. So, that's that uh the Orlando Magic right now. We'll talk about them right quick. A lot of injuries there. Uh between Jonathan Isaac, who hasn't played in a couple of years now, um, Markel Fultz, uh, Gary Harris, uh, Mo Wagner, Cole Anthony, uh, add to the mix Paolo Banchero. Now you add him to the mix amongst those injured, who's had a fantastic start coming out the gate. So, um yeah, so when you got all that going on, it's hard for a team to be successful. Uh, I understand Jamal Mosley is doing the best that he can, but, and he's got some surprisingly good play from Vaz Wagner, um, the second-year player, as well as Wendell Carter. And Bo Bold is finally healthy, and he's showing the promise that a lot of people saw in him um, when he was coming into the league, so... Uh, so that's the good news there, but it's just a lot of injuries and it's tough. It's been a tough goal to manage those. Then we go to the Charlotte Hornets, Charlotte Hornets, uh, Lonzo Ball. He missed about a month with an ankle sprain. He came back for a couple of games. Now he suffered another ankle injury, uh, this time stepping on a fan. So, um, yeah, so he's bound to miss some time. How much? We're not sure of that. Um, Gordon Hayward, another guy, um, he's been out since the beginning of November with a shoulder contusion. So we'll see what happens with him. You know of his injury history. Uh, Terry Rozier has been playing great thus far in the season. Um, you got surprising production from Dennis Smith Jr. and uh, LaMelo's place, so, um, and then Kelly Oubre, as well as P.J. Washington, has been playing solid, um, your, your power forward position, Mason Plumley, he's been okay, he's been alright there, uh, so, it's just, when you don't have the services of a LaMelo, uh, that's tough on your team, so, and it shows in the record. 
And then lastly, we'll talk about the Detroit Pistons right at the bottom of the uh, conference. Right now, Isaiah Stewart, he's now out for two to three weeks. He suffered a toe injury. Um, Kate Cunningham, he he's missed three games thus far in counting. He'll be reevaluated in a week. He has a shin injury there. Uh, Jaden Ivey, so far, he's, he's growing. Um, he's coming along. As the rookie there, uh, their solid point guard there. Uh, Sadiq Bey is still inconsistent as ever. Um, a player I would be uh, keeping an eye on in Stewart's absence is uh, Jalen Duran out of Memphis, the rookie center there. Uh, I say keep an eye on him while... Stewart is out. Maybe he can make a move there at the center position. We'll see. And you got Bogdan Bogdanovich, who has been playing very well for them since he was acquired from Utah in the off just before the season started. So, um, but nonetheless, uh, the Detroit Pistons at the bottom of the East. So, all right, guys. So that's gonna do it for that. We're uh, done with that. I got some player spotlights coming. I know I've been talking about the women's game, so that's going to be something that I'm working on very soon. So I want to give a little talk about that. So, guys, we're about a month into the season. I'm sure a lot of uh, twists and turns of the season will be coming down the pike, so we'll see what happens there. All right, guys. Once again, I thank you for listening to the All Things Basketball with GD podcast, and we will talk soon. And, guys, enjoy your Thanksgiving, although I may try and squeeze out one more episode before Thanksgiving takes place, so uh, we'll see there. So, all right, guys. I'm done. We'll talk soon. Take care. So, my peeps, if you like what you're listening to, you can go to my website, www.allthingsbasketballwithgd.com. You can also email me at thatsportsdugd at gmail.com. To support this podcast, you can go to my PayPal, and that email is thatsportsdugd at gmail.com. Also on my anchor page, I have a support button there that you can also use to help the podcast. I'm on all the major platforms like Anchor, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon, SoundCloud, YouTube, CastBox, Radio Public, Podchaser, just to name a few. And also you can find me on social media. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Clubhouse, and Fanbase. So, once again, I thank you for listening and supporting this podcast. And take care and be safe.